0: welcome to extra points now here's your host cousin sal and his pal dave damashek
1: all right welcome to extra points part of the extra points podcast network cousin sal coming to you with his good good pal dave damashek we're already arguing about the ncaa tournament flip a coin i asked him to pick an upset he's like flip a coin it doesn't matter my well, God. that's right. It's it would be this?
2: equally. First of all, Sal. Stop uh, Good it. day to you, sir. Yes, good day good to you. you. Um, I should
1: say we got we need to hurry this up because Dave's parents are in town. His lovely uh, mom and dad are in town. And I know he wants to get back with them. So let's make this a, a 15 or 20 minute uh, long podcast.
2: Please. My opening statement will be, will, will exceed that with the greatest of ease. A couple of <laughs> things, though. I just picked up old Mo Damashek and the old yeah. man at the airport. A couple of updates. One, my old man informed me that he's been looking at the spring se- pr- spring training box scores. He doesn't really know very many of these Red Sox, so that's a concern <laughs> for him going okay. into the season. One, two, they have listened to every second of every show we've done so far, and you'll be you'll be stunned to learn they love them all. And really, they really like Kevin Hench, too on minus three. Oh. Although they find him a little too dirty for their taste, he he uh, he four letter words it a little bit too much. And lastly, oh. unrelated, I was speaking with one Eddie Spaghetti, the producer last night, as we were rejoicing. The best bet on the planet is whoever is playing the Sabres. Minus a goal and a half, I think we are on track at the time of this recording for it to happen for the eleventh time in fourteen games, which is a crazy run of ineptitude by a, a professional hockey team. I was looking
1: at that. I bet the I bet the Pens today. Thank you. On a much, much to Good. you and Eddie. I listened to you guys. The Parlay Kid also had them. I had them on a Parlay with the Minnesota Wild, and that one. I assume the, the the Pens held on. They were up four one late, right?
2: They were they were up four um, one at the intermission when I uh, when I when you and I. I'm okay. um, joined up here for this conversation. Um, but they play again tomorrow, so do it again. Best bet in the land, fanduel.com slash minus three. You'll be glad you did it. But I was speaking to Eddie Spaghetti, and um, he, dis- he announced that mm. he, we were talking about Joel, producer uh-huh. Joel, Babyface Joel. Right. And Spaghetti, unsolicited, just said out of the blue, I really like Joel. What? So, I mean, so, we, so we're so we really coming together as a family. No one you know? really likes Joel. Well, really? Spaghetti does. So how about oh, that? So right, I just wanted to good, get Joel. you up to speed on everything that's been Spaghetti's going on. Spaghetti's
1: not right here. here. He, the, the, oftentimes he'll join us. Joel, all right. You have a fan out there. That's good. I mean, he's within our our uh, group, but it counts. No? That's one. We got one. <laughs> and uh, And Dave's father. Dave's parents, right? Both, uh, all, they, all of them.
2: Yeah, they, they have not weighed in directly about that. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Boy, I wish we'd been recording for the uh, 20 minutes before we actually got going because we had some good uh, sports-related debate. <laughs> yeah, forget
1: it now. Um, yeah. We got this tournament. Um, yes, you said, I-, I don't know. I don't know what your problem is with this still. Uh, we're going to have good teams in the Final Four, in the, in the Elite Eight, and you still uh, think it's a coin flip. And it's not even a curmudgeonly take because... Back in the sixties, there were 32 teams in this thing. Like, so what, uh, I don't even know what you're going back to, what you're longing for here. Because it's, uh, come on,
2: listen, you know, it's different now (laughs) teams. uh, It was anomalous when a when a guy didn't play for at least three years, Michael Jordan played for three years in college, for goodness sakes. Very few guys went pro. I don't begrudge anybody who's 18 and can, um, instantly become a, a multi-millionaire by entering the NBA draft. I'm all for it. I'm just saying it's obviously degraded college basketball. To, to, to
1: pretend that it hasn't, it's It's isn't. decent quality. I don't know how it could be possible that the NBA is worse and college basketball is worse. But, um, it is funny. I'd rather case. watch college basketball games yes, than NBA course. I'm
2: just, in the regular season. I'm just pointing out that the quality of play is degraded and picking who's going to win any of these games is is you know abject foolishness. That said, let's try to do it. Let's do I it. I love it.
1: Let's go underdogs into the weekend. Now you'll hear this at earliest, uh, probably Thursday morning. Um, the tournament action starts up again Saturday and Sunday. Let me just give some odds here. Gonzaga was the big favorite going in. You could get probably plus two twenty for them heading into the tournament, and now it's plus one fifty five. All they did was beat up on the sixteen seed and the. I don't know, eight, nine seed Oklahoma, um, who kept it around, doubled it right around 10 or 12 points, but they're plus 155. Baylor, another number one seed that looks good is four to one odds. They were about six to one heading in. Michigan, seven to one. Um, they may get Isaiah Livers back, may not, kind of keeping it close to the vest. Houston, a two seed, nine to one. Alabama, two seed, 10 to one. And then Loyola, Chicago, 16 to one. And Dave, that's who I'm going against. I'm All right, taking Oregon ahead. State. I've had enough of the, all the sister geniuses out there. Everybody loves this team. They like them. They love that Cameron Crutwig. I gave him my athlete of the week on Monday, but I've had enough. This is a real team. This is a good coach in Mike Boynton, Oklahoma State. They have a lot of time to prepare. That's one thing Illinois didn't really have, time to prepare for this uh, Sister Jean magic show. But, um, you know, they held Tennessee to 17 points. Talk about a defensive team. They held them to 17 points below their average. They held Cade Cunningham to six for 20 from the field. I think this is going to be an ugly, ugly game. Nothing against Sister Jean. 54-51. Oregon State plus six and a half. I don't need it. Oregon State wins.
2: Straight up is your pick. Why why I react like that's a surprising pick after I just said Uh, they're all coin
1: flipped. 54-51. Why not? It's a real conference that Pac-12 I mentioned today on uh Fox bet live. It's like the whole conference was uh, vaccinated. They got the, uh, the magic Johnson and Johnson shot and that's it. They're ready. They're shout they're, out
2: to our mutual pal, Jeff Schwartz, um, who, yeah, he's one of these weirdos who, yes, he unironically, well, he's just a weirdo period. Mm-hmm. But, um, He's one of these weirdos who roots for the entire conference. And I get it. Don't drop me a line. People hit me up on social media when I said it the first time. They go, oh, it's cool when the mid-mid when our, you know, for our whole conference, it's cool to see blank mid-major advance. Like, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the bully Mm -hmm. conferences. If you're... Ole Miss taking pride in Alabama is just makes you a weirdo. Oh, I it hate makes it. Makes you desperate for attention or for some <laughs> to it. bask in some minor reflected glory. It has no positive reflection on you. In fact, you should be embarrassed that you're That's in the same exactly region of I the said. country. And for some reason, uh, Nick Saban is so charismatic that he can out recruit you. That should you should be embarrassed to be in that conference and to be losing perennially to some of these teams. Okay, I deal wait. with it
1: every day. Clay Travis. I mean, you know, this is like 25th on the list of horrible things about him. But yes, he's like, hey, he's a Tennessee fan. He lives in Nashville, Tennessee, this, that. He went to Vanderbilt Law. Okay. All right, Tennessee, Tennessee or Vanderbilt. Those are your teams. We'll let you have two. LSU. Oh, Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow won the high. Oh, look at this guy. Oh, look at his. Hey, right in my backyard. It's like, are you kidding me? Dude, Benetta and I, do we get to root for anyone from New Mexico? Anyone who's six hundred miles away? Is that how it goes? No, Benetta what, t- gets every
2: what? NHL team. Oh yeah, um, yeah. up in Canada, I guess. I guess I, if the Browns or Ravens yes. go to the Super Bowl this year, I can cheer for that. Is I that, couldn't
1: even imagine. You, have to, hate, you have to hate. You have to hate everybody else in the in the. Conference. And this weird
2: yeah. thing is the 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 rationalization is because everybody's so plugged in in the twenty first century. The most casual of sports fans, super plugged in and concerned about the ratings. Oh, you know, ratings are down in uh, blank league this year. I don't know what that's going to do. And, oh, I'm worried about that being the finals, whether that's going to get low rate. Don't worry about it. How about that? Yeah, Everybody worries spending about how much money NFL teams are spending. Again, ain't your cash. Just chill yeah. yourself out. Don't worry about these things. I'm you. Um, but those people will tell you, well, it's good for the conference because when they do well, then the whole conference gets a lot of are, Again,
1: has nothing to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Really talking you're, about, you're, there's no relegation. This is not uh, the Premier League, right? You're not... You're not Vanderbilt's not going to drop out of the conference and you're not going to, it's fine. You can it makes for me your crazy,
2: teams. but yeah. So Schwartz is on an undefeated run. So good for him, I guess, mm. um, betting on those PAC 12 teams. Um, but this is, I mean, I, you. all right, listen, you didn't ask me to be a curmudgeon, but I'm going to do it anyway for you. One, mm. this is what I'm talking about. The entire seat. What, how long college basketball season been going? Four months now, at least mm-hmm. Oregon state. Versus Loyola? That's a game? That's one of that's one of the last handfuls of games? That no, we get it's to not see one of the
1: last handfuls of games. There's still two more weekends. You'll be fine. I mean, the only reason
2: anybody cares is because there's an old lady who sits there and everybody thinks it's funny to root for her. And by the uh, way, I wouldn't she's playing she's the Beavers, old. which I don't know what that is. Uh, I think I that's a little
1: it. ageist. I wouldn't call her old well, right off all right. the
2: bat. Her and the Beavers hooking up.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's um, right. Uh, what uh,
2: I like about <laughs> it is, I, I, first of all, I do like... Um, that we have three juicy... I, I It only makes me pine for college football because we really do have three good New Year's Day bowl games lined up. Florida State <laughs> and Michigan. And I think they've played each other pretty much every year in a bowl game. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably 19 out of the last 20, it seems like they play on New Year's Day in a meaningless one. UCLA-Bama. It's a good early season, oh, then, yeah. really. And then a, a juicy Pac-12 tilt. Oregon and USC. I think you're right, by the way. USC and UCLA... I wonder if in any other year in Los Angeles, if the citizenry would be more enthused because both those teams are really, I mean, if not uh, really
1: talented, lots really of fun bo- to watch, This should be a great war. USC but, but rivalry here. should be ashamed of themselves for having seven losses. I know I'm not, I'm basing it on two games, but I've watched them a little in the, towards the end in the pack uh, 12 tournament and everything, but those Mobley brothers, nobody has an answer for them. Um, I, I don't see why that line is. T- I thought they'd be a five-point favorite over Oregon, but anyway, that that's a I'm, two point I'm, favorite, i I right? think you're right. I'm. I'm.
2: I'm riding along with you on that one, and I'm surprised by UCLA. Um, I think UCLA has a real shot of at least covering that. I'm going to mm-hmm. go though. Again, pedigree snob and mm-hmm. you know known entity in the March Madness tournament. I'm going with Nova. Oh, if it's against the spread plus seven, I really like it. But even straight up it's not crazy to think that that they can win this game given the way the tournament has flowed so far baylor four and six in their last 10 against the number mm-hmm. and you know uh, obviously jay wright's done it before that has to count for something i mean didn't count it didn't seem like it counted for a great deal for any of the successful coaches um who had past success uh going into this tournament but nevertheless there's something to be said and also baylor I mean, Nova kind of, they had a couple double digit wins too, but these one seeds just completely anecdotally, how many times has a team just annihilated everybody on their way to the final four? It doesn't happen very much when you're the heavy favorite. It seems like you're going to get tested somewhere along the way. The trick is figuring out uh, from a gambling perspective in which game that's going to come. I say it's Nova. I say Nova takes a good run at Baylor here. They're very similar teams. If you Mm. watch them play, they're both, you know, defense dominant kind of teams. So I I guess by that logic I'll also go under on this. Interesting. One,
1: give me another. all right. That's yeah. Jay Wright. Uh, that missing Gillespie hasn't been a problem for them in the first two games. Who was it against North Texas and uh, Winthrop? I can't and Winthrop. Those are their two wins. Um, here's one for you. Villanova in the Sweet 16. Last five times, four and one point differential, plus nine. Pretty good. One thing I will say though, those back in Bell are one seeds when facing five seeds. Last twenty five times, twenty one and four. Now that's just uh that's hmm. just straight up. But you you like the points here. So you like Nova plus seven. I'm going to Oregon State plus six and a half.
2: And and um, just for fun, if you're looking for something to make it interesting and uh and you want to ride regionally, don't do the conference thing. But if you want to ride with the West Coast, I do like the two LA teams.
1: Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good
2: time for you sure. made that call and it was a good USC call to take two. UCLA beating up on uh Uh, who'd they play that oral was that their last uh no 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 oh no no it was uh abilene christian yeah right yeah yeah that wasn't uh, them but good
1: that wasn't close actually they were losing seven six and i was cursing on the set on the fox lot and then (laughs) it must have gone like on a a 18 to four run or something like that all right you could do it all on fandle.com the tournament is down to just 16 teams you're watching from the sidelines now is your chance to get in on the action? I don't know what you've been waiting for. FanDuel Sportsbook hooking you up with exclusive 30 to 1 odds on all 16 teams left in the bracket. So if you wanna take Villanova, you get 30 to 1 odds. If you wanna take, this is just to win the next game. New mm-hmm. users, 30 to 1 odds on any team to win their next game this round. Put five bucks up, you get 150 back. Doesn't matter if you're going Arkansas over Oral Roberts, who's an 11 point favorite. You can get 30 to 1 odds on that bet or on the Villanova bet or on the Oregon State bet. As I mentioned, all you have to do is download FanDuel Sportsbook app, make your first deposit to unlock exclusive 30 to 1 odds and sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code extra points. I was thinking about uh tournament's past. I know Dave you like it. I don't know if you ever like this. I mean, it's been kind of the same format. I guess your thing is that they They stayed in school longer, which is the case for my five favorite uh, tournament players that I've watched. I figured we'd go back and forth. Instead of listing five, this is at just a time.
2: pure favorite. We're not trying to match up favorite to watch. I, I
1: wouldn't even okay. say best. No, and I, I'm, I didn't even think about it position wise, where everybody's going to play. Although I think I think it uh, it bears out the way I have it laid I, out.
2: You know what wins out for me? The problem is I yeah. my nerdity wins out ultimately over trying to be cute with Let's you see. about it. I should have tried to be cute with you, but I I went with my favorite, my actual favorite guys.
1: Oh, you did. Oh, is this going to be all Indiana players and no, Jerome Lane? No, or something? guys, no. I
2: liked in the tournament, and again. Okay. i like the tournament i i like uh i watched rambo 2 just last night on tv <laughs> i like that too i also see that it's flawed that's how i regard march madness <laughs> i i enjoy watching it it's not that i miss even a second of it i just am pointing to the fact that it's not all right. the best way to evaluate who's the best team in the country that's you
1: have all. hockey players playing the same team uh, 18 days in a row well, if nothing it's else, not that's
2: a test of who's good. When you play the same
1: over and over again, I don't you know. figure out who's actually good and who. Who, who beat the sale? Oh, you beat the Sabers by six. Okay, we beat them by nine. Oh, well, who goes? I don't know. Let's play them again. Uh, right, listen, figure it
2: you want to you want to cool your way out of a, a splendid year, a splendid <laughs> season for a sports fan. You keep it up. But we're in a golden age here. Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid <laughs> and, of course, Harry's favorite Leon seidel, and, of course, 87
1: and the Rads. It's just that, it's that can't be your I'm top sorry five. you're missing it. That can't be your top five in college basketball. There's got to be better. <laughs> Start us <laughs> off. Hit us with one.
2: I will go with somebody who, it's funny, because we talked about him the other day, you and I, and then Ryan Clark was talking about him, the old uh, mm-hmm. Steeler safety, and he mentioned Chris Jackson. I love Chris Jackson, oh. Mahmoud Abduroof. Remember when he scored 53 on Florida in 1988? Mm-hmm. And he said him, I said, well, if we're getting into that area, I got to go with my favorite, Kenny Anderson. No one oh. more fun. I mean, he couldn't shoot a lick when he was 18, but he was delightful in that shiny gold Georgia Tech getup. Boy, that was fun. Took over for Mark Price in that era. That was Georgia Tech, really good teams with Bobby Cremins for a long time there.
1: He was on my list, too. 23, I don't know that he couldn't shoot. I don't know, but great slide. Really fun. He looked like he was like 128 pounds, right? That's right. Uh, I think he had like 23 points per game. And growing up in New York, he went to Archbishop Malloy. Tough, tough part of town in Queens. So we knew of him coming in. Um, They made the Sweet 16 twice, I think, right? uh and UNLV beat them by nine when they were the best team when they when they rolled Duke that year right was that 89 90 they that beat sounds Tech right by I feel
2: like they got Kansas one year yeah mixed in there somewhere but yeah I, um yeah I mean Kenny Anderson yeah the, you, you hit the nail on the head I I don't think although you did see those guys on Abilene Christian but th- that uh, that team set aside I mean, he, you're right. He looked like he was 120 pounds. And yeah. I'll just slash and everything, but yeah, he scored, but it was all getting to the rim and he was a little guy. So it was right. fascinating to watch him. I loved watching him. How say
1: you? He was really great. Um, no, I'm an idiot. Yeah. No, they made the final four. That's who they lost to. They lost to UNLV in the final four that year. That was in a really 90? good team. Yes. in 90 mm. that, and that, I think that was the only team they really could have lost to. Um, they lost to them 90, 81 and then UNLV just trucks Duke by 30 in the finals. And then Duke that was the all
2: time. Just, I, I, this yeah. is, I, I don't have, the was that your freshman year of college
1: happening. or is that? Your uh, sophomore yeah. Year?
2: Uh, yeah. 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 I remember, I remember that, that's uh, exactly down. right. I remember watching in the fraternity house. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right.
1: So that was a Kenny Anderson. Team. Right. I think they made the uh, sweet 16, his first, his freshman year. And then the second year they made it to the final four. They beat Minnesota to get there. It was a close game. And then they got beat up by UNLV, the uh, eventual, champs but and then didn't he marry someone on the real world yeah that sounds yes he did yeah right jim cunningham you would remember this i don't That's know why definitely you right. would definitely remember right yeah, it's true yeah i think her name may have been tammy i'm not sure from she, uh correct. the, world, LA, the, the real la world la yes. right, yeah, real right. World, LA. yeah that was the one that i don't think that lasted but uh, i think they had a child all right so we each have the same one or not we're not really ranking them give us another one dave
2: Um, I don't know if I want to get into the way back machine here, but I will. Uh, You know, we talked about the NC State uh, upset of Houston as one of the three or four biggest moments in tournament history. Derek Wittenberg and Sidney Lowe. Sidney Lowe deserves a shout-out because he had a big, big butt. He was fat, and he played point guard, and Mm -hmm. that was in our lifetime, and so that was funny to look at. But Derek Wittenberg also, he had a sizable tuchus, but he could shoot it as well. And the whole (laughs) offense for NC State, against Fi Slam Jamma, who had him on the inside, uh, you know, easily whipped. Um, the whole but that whole tournament was about Derek Wittenberg shooting the ball from 20 plus feet. The issue was there was no such thing as a three pointer in in the in the in college basketball. So when you look back at the games, right. especially that title game, you're like, what the hell? This is how you beat a team? It's just right. not, like same thing with Harold <laughs> Jensen in nineteen eighty five for Villanova against Georgia. Like this is the strategy to just make 20 footers and they only count the same as a layup. Yeah, and it works weird, but it did work for them. But of course, his most famous shot was the air ball that Lo yep. Charles caught at the rim and then dunked, And then mm-hmm. Jimmy V did his dance running around the floor.
1: That's a good one. All right. Uh, we'll stay in the sizable took department and I will go with big country. Bryant Reeves, right <laughs> from Oklahoma yes. State. Uh, actually grew up in Oklahoma, got the nickname big country because when he was on a flight first time, it had to be in college. He pointed out that this is a big country. He couldn't believe they had a game on the East coast. He was 300 pounds, seven feet tall, ended up playing in the NBA for Vancouver for seven years. That's like, uh, or six years. That's unsatisfying, right? Six years. in yeah. Vancouver, No play with any other team. But uh, Oklahoma he was before
2: before Nikola Jokic. There was Greg Ostertag, and before yeah. Ostertag, there was this character. If you're yeah, I think he was even bigger, about.
1: like big three hundred pounds. Like I don't know, it wasn't fat, but he was uh, he was uh, something to watch. And yeah, he again, just
2: never lifted a weight.
1: They lost in ninety five Oklahoma State to UCLA, who beat uh, Arkansas. So, and they might have been the second best team that year. He can only take them so far, though. Uh, I'm going uh, big country. Bryant Reeves as my uh, second. All right, Dave. I mean, I could go with any. Now that you bring up UNLV, um, mm-hmm. you know
2: that team was was a fascinating watch. Obviously, um, for any number of reasons, you knew while you were watching them, like this can't be on the up and up, can it? And uh, of course, it <laughs> wasn't. and The Fab Five was neat to watch, and and all of those. Um, I guess the single best run. As we've talked about, I like underdogs. Underdogs are fun stories. They're easy to to um, grasp as somebody watching on TV. You see yourself in them, and, and that's nice. The greatest thing in sports, in my book, is when everybody watching the game on TV, in the stadium, on the bench, on both benches, is like the way that that team wins is if that guy does it for them. That's the only way they can get it done. That's what Danny Manning did. Mm -hmm. um in 1988 he dragged that kansas jayhawks team they were relatively good um i think they were a three seed if i remember um and uh i'm still bummed about that because i really do think pitt would have beaten them had they um not lost to vanderbilt in the second round but anyway um danny manning just dragged that kansas team and he punctuated it by beating a really high end oklahoma team who's a natural Mm -hmm. rival of theirs from the old big eight days and uh Manning didn't exactly succeed in the NBA uh, the way he did because he was in that moment. It was like, well, Danny Manning's going to rule the NBA for the next decade, right? That didn't exactly happen, but he did rule that march.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. I will go to a team. Well, you're not going to like this, but I was a big Christian Leitner fan. And I really think it's because... That's perfect for you. I love that. But there's something to it because I might have been in a hole gambling-wise that I really may not have ever gotten out of, if not for Duke Blue Devils, in that, uh, what was it, 89-90? They lost to UNLV. They got crushed, right. and then they beat them the following year. And on their way to beating them, they beat Kansas. Um, and Leitner had to le- like hit every free throw. I think it was like 11 for 11 for for them to cover that. I loved all of it. I loved them stepping on the players, everything. I know people hated them. I know there was a whole 30 for 34, but I can't say I didn't enjoy watching... uh. Christian Leitner. He'll, he'll be oh right my Oh my God. The
2: hay he must've made on that, uh, Duke yeah. at, at the height of his powers.
1: Uh, um, Coach K didn't let them fornicate with the, with the, oh, I that true? Uh, I, didn't like, know. Yes, I he did didn't. not know that. No, back um, then that wasn't, I good. did.
2: I, if, if memory serves, I asked him about that. If he was a great Coxman in his college. Laettner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I believe he confirmed that he was, um, <laughs> okay. but I'm not sure. I guess who would say no. Just say, what could say happen. yes. yeah, right. Of course you say yeah, though, I, I, of course, he was disgusting. He was loathsome, <laughs> and then J.J. Raddick came along, and he outdid it. Thank goodness for J.J. Radda. I love that team. It Early,
1: was, late, no, so that was so much fun. perfect for you that you would like L, Just a mixer. Really nobody,
2: nobody could like that Duke team. They were oh, so
1: grotesque, it, and... and Anyway, all right, fine. You can. I'm telling that. you, bet Duke, bet the Patriots. You have a new appreciation for these. Not, not, a, not anymore. Bet the Patriots, but that was that was one. You way know to why hate you no like it
2: is because now that he's out of college basketball, your bet that no buzzer beaters. Oh yeah, is good because you could straight up. No Christian Leitner buzzer beaters. That's we would true. probably have gotten worse odds on just Christian Leitner against the field, base because everything he did was a buzzer be- That's
1: true. Shot him exactly. into
2: the final four twice in his freshman and his senior years. He shot yes. Duke into the final four on a buzzer beater. You're That's right. crazy.
1: Well the but the the to be fair though, the buzzer beater bet is only for the first uh First round. So it's only for. Right. Ones. I know that typically, bad, but typically right. Thursday, Friday. But the best. Right, g- I'll, I'll go
2: here. I, I was not, I w- did not go to Indiana University at this time. I didn't like Syracuse, though, because I was a big East fan and I'm not mm-hmm. a weirdo. And I didn't root for my conference just because they had uh, um, teams <laughs> that made the, the final four. I didn't like Syracuse with uh, Derek Coleman and, and mm-hmm. uh, Ronnie Sykley and company. So I wanted the Hoosiers to win. And uh, they were down one with with six seconds then five then daryl thomas they pitch it down to him in the blocks and he was completely inept he's passed away so i don't want to disparage him but they pitch it to him down in the blocks and of Mm. course like uh, i remember thinking no rooting interest like oh this is bad that guy can't shoot the ball and he pitched it back out to keith smart himself a junior college transfer he pulls the trigger as he falls into the baseline falling not away, but into the baseline, and he swishes it with four seconds to yes. go to vanquish Syracuse. Keith Smart, that was great. And then Daryl Thomas in the post game's like, maybe you could find this Joe. He's he's like, I got the ball and I gave it back out to Smart, and it was bucket. It was bucket. <laughs> I, I I just love the post game, Daryl Thomas. It was bucket. So it was bucket.
1: It was bucket. All right, that's a good, obviously a, a famous one. Great shot. Uh, I'll tell you what, I will go. I got two more. Well, one of them's easy because it's where I grew up. But Bo Kimball ended up playing for the Knicks. Loyola. Remember that Loyola Marymount team? Now, think about a, a team like that getting like coverage on CBS on a regular Sunday or Saturday. They did it. They were so electrifying. Him and Hank Gathers that first year, obviously Gathers collapses, and then the whole second year becomes a tribute to him. Um, 89-90, they do a run to the Elite Eight with uh, Kimball no Gathers beat Michigan 149-115. to 115. Once in a while, it was great to see those games, right? Because Michigan like, was good, too. Yeah, was damn good. Imagine 149 points. Like, I remember watching that. And then they lost to UNLV 131-101. These games were insane. And again, UNLV was the best team that year. So um, who knows uh, how far they could have gone. But Kimball, as a tribute, shoots the ball lefty, right? Free throw, swishes yep. it. Good job by him. I'm going Bo Kimball. He was fun.
2: That was very fun. I like that uh, that little tournament run there. Yeah, they're now see now a lot of memories are are popping in my Are like Andrew getting was Set- yeah. Remember Seton Hall? They had the Australian man who was thirty oh, yeah. who was thirty nine years of uh, thirty-nine years of age mm-hmm. shooting threes and like, wait, he's Australian? Like what's he doing right. with Seton Hall during the week? Does he go to class or anything? And he helped carry them to the final four, and then Ramil Robinson. That's funny as you we think about that. We cited our favorite moments. We somehow combined to leave that one off that was weird Ramil robinson steps to the line with what three seconds left in the national title game down one and he knocks down both free throws yeah that was something that was that was 89 like i say um i'll go with here's here's a, a deep dive but people of a certain age always know who i'm talking about when i bring him up michael graham from the Georgetown Hoyas, sure. the bald guy, another guy who looked like he was about 37 years old. He would have played a bad guy on uh in, in like Spencer for Hire or some 80s uh terrible action series. Um but he was a bad dude for about 3 weeks of his life. He and then and then like he just vanished. Mm-hmm. He was a key factor, maybe even more so than Patrick Ewing the whole thing going into um, Georgetown and Houston and that final four was about Akeem versus Ewing. And, and you know, who's going to get over the hump finally is one of these two, um, you know, collegiate dynasties going to get mm-hmm. over. But this Michael Graham was like a 6'10", 6'11 guy who was more nimble than you were used to seeing guys at that size being. And he could throw it down and he was shaved, bald head. And they yeah. just vanished. They win the national title and then
1: that was the <laughs> end of it. Well, that's kind of the cool thing about college basketball, right? It doesn't always play out that if you're great in college, you're going to you're gonna make one of these rosters. But um, as long as you're bringing up 85 and that Georgetown team, I have to bring up my favorite, uh, Chris Mullen. They lost to Georgetown in the Big East tournament, the championship game. I think they lost by a dozen, like 92, 80 or something. And then they lose to him again in the final four. And they just could not beat him. That was just nothing they could do. To beat this team. Imagine if you're St. John's, you beat NC State, you make the final four. All right, we're playing Georgetown again. Let's just get it. Let, let's just do it. Uh, no, they couldn't get it done. And they lost. I think they lost that game by even worse. I think they lost by close to 20 in that, uh, in that final in, four game. It, right. Yeah.
2: In the final four. They were I both think one, one seeds. The yeah, they right. were
1: both one seeds, which was rare back then that a conference would have two one seeds. Um, I mean, it's kind of rare now. It, it doesn't happen a lot, a ton now, but se- yes, I'm looking now, 77.59. they lost. Imagine your St. John's like, all right, there's this monster Georgetown team. Let's just hope they get knocked off uh, in, somewhere down the road so we don't have to face them. Oh, not only that, they have to face them in the final four, and they lose by 18. And then uh, that's the year, of course, Georgetown loses to Villanova. But yeah.
2: I could do this for another three hours, but... Um, I, I, I'm just thinking about those. I, I wonder, was the Big East in the 80s pro or college? I, the eras of certain conferences, that I would put that on the short list for like the most high-end teams. And it's weird to think about because Georgetown then vanquishes, like we say, the Houston Cougars with Akeem mm-hmm. and Clyde the Glide. No, no, I'm sorry, Glide wasn't on that team. He was on the 83 team. I think Glide left after 83, I'm pretty sure. But either way, those are two... Not just Hall of Fame guys; those are Keem's, maybe the best center, and yeah, can make a, a case for that. And Clyde the Glide didn't get over the hump because of Michael Jordan, but that, those, those Blazers teams were great too. How many teams had two guys at that level who went on to become Hall of Famers that never that never uh, drank from the winning cup in college? That's I mean, because like Worthy Jordan, Worthy and
1: Jordan, right?
2: They, they did get over. Uh, like, what's the, what's, the, what's the, Oh, I guess I, I guess fab five but no really only weber's the hall of fame right
1: howard's how not gonna be hall of fame um i don't know joel can you think of any that's good i, I don't can, know it's I've a random
2: done. question i'm just thinking that that uh, when we think about these these uh, titanic teams that get knocked off somewhere yeah. along the way and it's a stunner i don't know that there was ever a team better than houston that didn't win a title
1: yeah that's interesting wow that was fun all right let's never do fun. that again no no, no that was fun <laughs> no, I gotta tell I you, that's Joel, fun
2: for anybody but us. But Joel I
1: brought it. that up. I was like, ah, I think it's gonna take too long, and uh, I was right. No, and I it think it, was, it, uh, that a it wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> how about this? Is Brian Scalabrini? He, uh, some high school kid challenges him to a game. He's watching Scalabrini work out. He challenges him to a game, and of course, everything's caught on film now. Everybody t- puts their iPhone out and they make captions and everything. And Scalabrini's annoyed. You could tell, right? And he's like, oh. What are you just going to try to tire me out? And uh, that didn't really factor in goes out there. He beats the punk 11, nothing 11, nothing for Scalabrini our own uh, Kendrick Perkins, giving praise to Scalabrini. This is what you do. Um, I'm happy about the result, right? I I, I would feel sad for a, a pro, any pro within the last 15 years to get beat by a high school kid. That may or may not be going anywhere. Right. Unless the high school kid ends up being like Allen Iverson or something. Eleven nothing has to be pretty damn satisfying for Brian Scalabrini.
2: Yeah, I, I'm one of these people. I, I I you know, they I guess I'm what would be called a visual kind of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you're numbers oriented um, more so. Um I I find a certain order and a certain satisfaction that Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston found each other. And then Angelina Jolie found Brad Pitt. That makes sense to me. Like, that's if, not
1: a, that's, if, we didn't even bring that up. But that if that to doesn't do.
2: happen. Then this is when I get, this is when I can get crazy when it's like, wait, Aniston's with that schnook. Like, well, then maybe I have a chance. And then this makes my mind wander oh, no. and then things get sideways. There's a I, I need structure. I need
1: rules. <laughs> you That's need a therapist, I, I think. Why? What is your point? You that you get annoyed? I like
2: order. Yes, of course I want an NBA guy annihilating some bum. Yeah, I, want, I don't right. want I don't want to die. So no, start opening that can of worms. I don't know where it ends, Sal. I don't right. want anything to do with it. Now, that can of worms is open because I contend that if you gave me four throws. From the 10-yard line, and if you gave me like half the field to do it or like from the hash out or to the sideline, if you gave me an NFL receiver and square put him up against an NFL defensive back, I could throw a touchdown pass to him. Do you think I could do that or no?
1: Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've said this. I'm I've shocked said this. that you made this about you. I was trying to figure I'm out, telling out what, what you we something. think about I it. said
2: yeah. Nate Burleson and <laughs> Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor, I've shamed him. The Scalabrini dumped yes. that guy. I beat Ike Taylor in a free throw shooting contest. Mm. He's a professional athlete, by the way. Right. Um, one, two, I've said I could I and Nate Burleson said he'll do this. I said, you line up and Ike well, you no way, Sheck. You couldn't do a Shaq. Well, guess what? I would do it. I'd put the ball on Nate Burleson, just a matter of if he holds on to it. Now,
1: Scalabrini. I mean, I feel like an asshole going back to my original premise here. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Damishek for but what do you think, Scalab? What was satisfying for Scalabrini? Do you would uh, does he have a number in mind? Eleven, nothing. Obviously, satisfying. You can't get better than that. Eleven, oh, three. No, no, wh- no.
2: If you if you play, if Scalabrini six yeah. nine or six ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If, I mean, in his head, in his
2: standard, standard should have been um, should have been if more than one or two. Uh, shots touch the rim I have failed. Really? Like that a
1: candle Fandle Scalabrini minus eight and a half in a game yeah, to eleven. You
2: should if you're you should be able to reject some boob anytime you want to. Every you single time. Yeah. Get a shot off for goodness sakes. And mm. and if you're under six seven and in the NBA, then you should be able to swipe the ball away before anybody but before he can even uh uh dribble it once. I mean that's that, all
1: right. They're so way better. So I, more uh, likely, what do you think he would have been bummed at? If it was 11-3, you think he would have walked away bummed?
2: I think he would have been rightly devastated. Really? Wow. I, I and but you know what though? I, here's the one thing I will say about it is you you know Jimmy Kimmel, the host of the late night show. Yes. He and I'm pretty sure this is true. He says, I don't I've never asked Shaq, so I don't know. But Jimmy once did throw a silly video. Just jagging around, yeah. threw a sky hook from about like 18 feet, and it did bank in. And he's like, Shaq was trying on that. And I'm like, oh, was he trying though? And he's like, he was definitely trying, and you can ask him if he was trying.
1: Trying to what? To block it?
2: <laughs> yeah, trying to stop
1: him. No, right. he took a break defensively. It, here's the thing. He said, you make it, you score a point on me, I'll come on your show. Is that what your, it was? You score a point on me, I'll come on your show buck naked. And Jimmy's like, all right. And I think it was the, really the first take. And Shaq just didn't feel like getting in his face every year. And he just did a sky hook from, from way out, and it hit, uh, probably from like 16 feet out. We should try to get video of that. But uh, he, I'm, didn't, I'm, he didn't come on. Let's bring back a... pros
2: versus Joes, and let's do it yeah, all. Yeah, that because, was fun. I mean, the, the the one that I find interesting is um, is the most basic is, could well, getting a ring with Mike Tyson, I guess, is the most basic. Um, could you Do you think you could avoid him for three minutes? <laughs> Tyson, Tyson. What in
1: a if I said on a football field?
2: If I what if I gave you six million dollars? Would you would you box him? Prime Mike Tyson. For but here's a one the round thing.
1: Round? What do I do? Can I can I just go down right away? I mean, he can kill me. No, He'd literally that's, kill that's, me with a right. with a stiff uppercut to the to the my big fat. I, I always
2: wonder about that physiologically. Would you don't you have die? to worry.
1: Don't wonder about it. It's true. You would, he would you would die. Yeah, I think if your your midsection and core isn't trained. Um, you could really be in bad shape. Is that true?
2: So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, you'll, know. You'll I don't know the actual answer to this. I've yeah. always wondered about that because people say, "Oh, you would you would literally die. You would literally get killed like then how come he hasn't killed anybody in the ring yet?" What it's do like well, oh, tell? cuz they're, the they're the professional guys
1: fighters. Guys have died. You just fall the wrong way on your face, your, your brain to Joel, you want to say something. Jump you in. You think
2: I would be dead if I fought Dave. 1986 Mike Tyson? I the result would be death.
1: I mean, what do you, you could jump Dave, off a two-story building. I don't know. I, I, I like, would do but, a
2: lot for $6 million. If, if I knew I was <laughs> going to survive,
0: I
1: would
2: do it because then I would live I hope nice your life.
1: parents aren't listening to this episode. Dave, there, well.
2: there are two
0: kinds of people uh, growing up. If you watch a movie like Mike or Rookie of the Year, there's some people that believe, oh, I, I could put on Michael Jordan's shoes and, and be a basketball player. Or maybe I my arm tweaks a funny way I could pitch in the major leagues. Those are those people are like you. And then there's people that believe in reality that that won't happen. That's Dave, right. you're, you're not completing a pass against a cornerback and you're not scoring on Shaquille. Ask Sal. Sal, was tackled, Sal was tackled by James Harrison in, for a sketch and he <laughs> didn't soft. move for
2: two weeks. Ah, he's soft. But he wasn't trying to get away from him either, to be
0: Sal, fair. Sal could, Sal, just have, <laughs> stood there. Sal, could you even have thrown a pass in the two seconds that James Harrison came at you. To, to, to I
1: say. wouldn't have been good. It would have been rushed and everything. And I would have had to handle the snap perfectly and getting the laces aligned and all that stuff that I wasn't used Don't to believe it. These guys want to scare you. That's their big thing. Like Shaq, if you ever did <laughs> it, it you would get you. killed
2: just on the snap. The start you would get, you would get literally crushed. It
1: hurts a lot. As soon dude. as this
2: ball was snapped, you would get crushed. I <laughs> like, why would I get crushed? Like, does not get crushed? Why would duck. I get I'd be. I, I would just die right on the field on yeah. my first football <laughs> snap. Duck <laughs> why, why Hodges, was,
0: Duck Hodges, played quarterback for our team. Yes, he for, did. That's a uh, perfect example. Duck Hodges he barely, survived. he barely survived and completed a few passes. So that's that's
1: the. Uh, well, bro, are you going to say you're going to die? No, you're going to spend time in the hospital. Probably. Probably All right. Not. I
2: mean, I I think Joel just made my case for me by bringing up say? the Codges. He threw touchdown passes in the NFL. Multiple. Mm. I wouldn't be able to throw one with four
1: tries. Come on. I think Joel he, just scored more points with Eddie Spaghetti. The
2: if, other one, well yeah, c- consider uh, it a split decision from the minus 3 gang at this point. <laughs> you, spaghetti voted uh in the affirmative for you. So you got that going, Joel. Sure. I mean, the other one is the, my favorite one is 100 pitched balls. <laughs> Could you with a with a major league, uh, a, eight guys um, behind the pitcher? Could you a hundred pitch balls get a hit? And I'm willing to even mess with the standard. You're a good athlete. You can swing a bat, Sal. I've seen you swing a bat. You're not somebody who overdoes it and tries to hit a home run in softball. You you take uh, oh yeah you take I, it the I, opposite uh, right. direction and take a nice little in, uh, single. Could yeah. you do that? Softball. I'll different. even give no. you this they're all going to be strikes.
1: No, He's I not going think... to
2: dust you back or anything like that. They're all 100. Am I they're... going in
1: right now, or do I get like three weeks to train and go to a pitching machine to go to 60, 70, 80? I, I still don't think I could do it. it that, there's too much movement on these balls. I Corolla so. would be in your side, your camp. He thinks he could. Uh, no, I he, don't think I could. I, oh, I know right. I couldn't get a hit.
2: I think that the, the oh, but, force yeah. of the pitch would knock the bat out of my hand to yeah. the degree that I wouldn't be able to clear the infield.
1: So I, I could, if everyone play. played where they normally played, I think I could lay a bunt down for a single. Ooh, I think it, I think that I could. would be fun. Out of a hundred, I think I might be able to. I'd get lucky there. And just You'd have take to off. commit to the
2: bunt though, because you wouldn't do it on yeah. your first. That ball would be coming in so so fast. You would,
1: if right. you could actually lay down an effective bunt. Well, I'm that I think I'd be able plus. to he, by the by the fiftieth pitch, I'd be able to maybe have some kind of semblance of like where, where I am and where I should put the bat. Um,
2: <laughs> I but. like that you're now. I like now you're Lee Mazillion-ing it, you're <laughs> fake the bunt, but then at the last second you're going to choke no, it up and no, and but no. pa- pa- did it right. right through so you the... can
1: hit a major league pitcher, but you would knock out Tyson in three minutes. That's I didn't say
2: said. I didn't say such a thing at <laughs> all. I, 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 I said I I said nothing, and I don't even I didn't say I would even do it. But, of course, then it's scout's honor if you're doing it because right. you can't just, like, take a dive. You have to That's try your best you take to stay a shot. on your feet. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I had uh who-punched me. in a, I, I lost a – what did I do? I lost a bet to Bonetta, I think. It was punch or punch. It was some kind of uh, – was it basketball? I forgot what – I bet against her Raptors or something, and she won, and it was a punch or punch. And if she lost, she was going to have Hawaiian punch poured over her head. And if I lost, some athlete was going to hit me. And uh, Bam, Boom Boom Mancini came in and punched me in the gut. <laughs> and he gave me a... All yes.
2: the people to do is Boom Boom Mancini? We tried to get... Who did
1: we try? We tried to get a bunch of people and Boom Boom uh, jumped at the opportunity. <laughs> but uh, but he, <laughs> it he... Seems a
2: little bit weird, but okay. <laughs> I
1: know, I get I, I understand. <laughs> I had to hold back on saying a few things, but... Uh, Sheesh. But he... Uh, he he was like, if I go, he's like, what percent are we doing here? I'm like, ah, 50. He's like, no, no, no. You want 20. I was like, really? And uh, he gave it to me. And after, I did not want 20. <laughs> I really? definitely didn't want 50. Yeah. I didn't I tell you I didn't want 20. And what did he fight yeah. at? Like 130? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's probably still that. <laughs> he's probably there still There guys, like I
2: mean, but the lightest is what? F- featherweight, flyweight, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, what are those? One-fifteen, one-twenty? There's a phantom
1: weight. Yeah, sure.
2: Could that guy, for real? Yes. Look at me. He he would just he would annihilate me.
1: Are you talking one punch? or Are you talking if he peppers I'm talking you about? Legit?
2: I'm talking about I have to go around with this guy. Yeah, you take
1: you take 15 shots to the head before you how long would I be able
2: on. to survive against a guy who's a hundred. You go
1: that You would wanna you you want to open your eyes eventually. So probably 10 or 15 seconds. How would he even reach
2: me? He'd he'd have to work the body, my ample body. That's what I've been working on this for. I've been you. No, his gut's been waiting for you. this bout all all my all life. Right.
1: This is stupid. And you know what else <laughs> is stupid? Joe Flacco signing with the Eagles. I think, unless he wins a Super Bowl, and then you're gonna say he should be a a Hall of Famer, but um, this makes me think they're definitely going to take a quarterback in the draft. What does it make oh, you? Oh, th- it
2: does, huh? I think I feel so. Like it's the opposite. I mean, really? I guess they they certainly could, but oh, no, they're not I, done.
1: This uh, I I don't know. I, I I think this was just a so they're five to one to win the NFC East. We went over Spaghetti's team plus four sixty, making all the moves in the world. Uh, Dallas still favored a plus one hundred five. Sure, they are. They have the best quarterback, the most established, and then Washington is at plus two eighty. Yeah, Joe Flacco not going to move the needle on the Eagles at 5 to 1, but again, I think they're in the mix for a, a quarterback in those you know, the it's first funny, half. It's funny we 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 did really have a good uh, minus 3 with uh, Mike
2: Tannenbaum and yep. uh, you know, Jets talk and He's really down on Roethlisberger. My goodness, he's I know bottom five team in the NFL. He says it's over, Dave. It's over. When it when it ends, it it falls off a cliff. I've said that forever. I think, I think he's so right noted. for
1: the most part. I think that's true when you fall it I ends. Fall. I think the Steelers are an anomaly, though. They don't finish worse than eight and eight, no matter who their quarterback is. Big Ben, I pointed out to you, he had his top three statistical seasons of all time. As awkward as it was, the first three months good. Last month was weird, and then the last game or two he uh, stepped it up. But uh, I don't think you're in as much trouble. And I also don't agree necessarily with um, Juju going to the Ravens would have been the worst thing. I think. That, oh, you don't? Huh? Well, I don't know what kind of. I don't know what receiver you give Lamar Jackson to make that team great. Does it necessarily translate that he's going to make? He's going to be in sync with any receiver. I almost feel like if Michael Thomas went there he wouldn't have as good of numbers as he, as he had with new Orleans. I think
2: that's true. And they, the Ravens organization, uh, would have whispered that two years ago. Like we understand that the, the virtue is doing it this way. We probably don't go any worse than seven and nine, but they stated like, I mean, they not publicly, but they would Mm. talk about like, what's our high end. I think they were a little surprised by 13. What was it? 14 and two, I guess a couple of years ago, but at this point it's, for real, that it's going to be mounting pressure. If, if they're, you know, two, three games back of Cleveland and Pittsburgh is maybe ahead of them. Um, and it's halfway through the season that the, the pressure on Lamar Jackson and how long are we going to continue to do this is going to keep going. It's a, it's not to say that it's not going to succeed in 2021, but I don't know. They, the defense has caught up a little bit with it last year. Right. And, um, He's got to be at this point kind of feeling a little bit of pressure specific yeah, sure. you know uh, individually and I don't think they're going to sign him before the year and so if they don't sign him before the season anyway we've gotten very far afield. Well years. let
1: me bring us back cuz I, I I could do this I'm constantly looking for ways to bring us back Now if you could if you had your choice I think I know what your answer is going to be <laughs> they're about the same number on FanDuel Ravens to win the division plus 110 Cowboys to win the division plus 105 you have to make one of those bets you're going Dallas, right? Well, because you like Cleveland. I mean, I like Cleveland, like Cleveland
2: more than I like Baltimore and I like Pittsburgh right now. I know right. I'm in the vast minority on that mm-hmm. one, but I just don't see the sky falling uh, the way everybody else does. Now,
1: Pittsburgh is the same odds to win the division as Washington is. Right. Which, now, which one do you take there?
2: I it's I, One, I think you're right. And the reason I brought up Tannenbaum and, and Rosenthal, they shot down the idea of the Eagles taking a QB at six. It seems like mm-hmm. they need to look at the QB market. Yeah. I I push more than anybody. Like ah, you can always get a quarterback in the next draft. Not this next year though. Like there's the the kid from UNC, and then some questions after that. Um, this is a rich draft, and there's some interesting names out there in free agency. And Jalen Hurts, you're going to roll with that? I just don't like as a mentality, like, let's see. Let's spend the season to see. We used a second on him uh, after all. Don't we owe it to him? No, you're a pro football team. Get Justin Fields or Trey Lance if you could. Do you think Jalen Hurts at his high end is... A difference maker in championship game level and Super Bowl level—that's the assessment of a quarterback at this stage. If right. he ain't that, then what are you what are you evaluating him for? If he if he can be mediocre, like what what's what's the see? You know he's not going to be, uh, you know, two years from now. Like, hey, Jalen Hurts, gotta say one of the five or six best in the biz. That's just not going to happen, and you know it. Yeah, tr- go for somebody who will. Yeah, I I like the Cowboys in that one. Washington is interesting. They've made some. Fun moves. They have a progressive kind of an offense. We know about their their front four, um, and it's fun fits it's, if it's uh, magic at yeah. least. But he always he does the thing that oh, he'll be the sad God-wise about once at least. Know, once. He always yeah. He, yeah. The more reps you give him, the more he eventually screws up. He's eventually it, there's no evidence for all the fun and the beard and he's zany and he went to Harvard and everything. There's no evidence that starting him for an entire NFL season leads to the playoffs.
1: Well, what's weird, what's weird with him is a lot of quarterbacks, most quarterbacks, they screw up in week six, and then you don't want to see him the rest of the year. He seems to come alive in spurts and will maybe, <laughs> like, maybe reignite you in week 15 through 17, right? But then as a starter, it's tough with him. But you know what? Back to the Eagles. You know what we are missing? Like you and I watch the Eagles. We watch Jalen Hurts. We know he's not the answer. I think most people would say he's not the answer. You know what we don't know? In terms of why or if they will draft a quarterback at number six, a lot of time, and this sounds stupid, but it's the ego of the of the general managers. What if the assistant general manager for the Eagles said, uh, "Oh man, I don't, don't don't take Jalen Hurts. Don't do it." And then the GM says, "Now we're taking him." Right? Was it Lori's the uh, the owner? Right? Lurie is the Joe. owner. Yeah. Roseman, Roseman is the GM. GM. Yes. And what if the new- What if the GM is like, no, we're taking Hurts, and now, now he's got this in the back of his mind, like, ah, oh, shit. The assistant GM's like, uh, so I, I got to prove him wrong. I, I, know we should take a quarterback, but no, I, I know for a fact that's how it goes down. At least for my team, at least for a certain period of time, there are some really arrogant moves uh, made to spite themselves, to spite the team. And even though it's a glaring um, deficiency, you're not going to address it because someone around you said you should have addressed it last year or you shouldn't have and you did or something like that. I'm telling you, that plays into it a lot, and it really shouldn't, but it does. There is no
2: doubt, Mm -hmm. and especially in Philadelphia and New York City and Boston to a degree, and much to my chagrin, Pittsburgh is starting to turn into one of these hot take Northeast mm-hmm. sports towns too, where nothing is ever good enough. And, uh, Hey, we, we, Philly ain't for everybody. It's a tough sports town. The media is tough and the fans are tough on you. Great. Good for you. Boo your own players and shake their confidence and chase them out of town. That that's a, uh, that's a great strategy. And, but who can argue with the, uh, outside success you've had as a sports town, Philadelphia. Oh, I, yeah. I guess you barely have. Snuck, right. snuck through with the Eagles and Phillies here and there. And the Flyers haven't won a Stanley cup since 1975. Um, yeah. Roseman, the reason that they don't take a QB is because he already screwed up with Wentz and that's the funny dynamic, right. um, of th- with me, with local media and fans and everything like you, you, you understand the, uh, the paradox that you're floating out here. Like, you guys think that blank quarterback is the answer. Like that's you guys are so stupid. Mm -hmm. No, you need to take a So wait. So the guys who you boo and you're upset with for their personnel decisions, those are the guys who you are demanding make good personnel decisions going forward. Like, yeah, we didn't like that. You took Carson Wentz, but now you're going to take a quarterback. We will like that. The math doesn't work out, but uh, it, it's all screwy, but you're absolutely right about ego. That's not it. Not just quarterbacks. Bill Belichick's success. Guys will tell you who played with that Patriots team. It's all based around, oh, the offensive coordinator and the fancy quarterback on the other team. They Their egos are too big, and they will try at some point to make a play that they can't. That 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 the Peyton Manning will try to force a ball in there that he that he can't, and we will intercept it, and that will be the difference. That will be the margin of victory that an offensive coordinator's ego will have to make something special happen here, and that's when we will cash in. That's what that's what happens at the GM level too. I mean, it's the, it's the
1: opposite of we have to win this year. I'm I'm going balls out. I'm doing whatever we can. It's the opposite of that. It's like now uh, I'm going to take my time, and especially since everybody told me not to make the move last year. I have to stick to well, it. Well, that's you know, not ego. Everyone... That's, that's job preservation. Yeah. Right. If no, you well, can, that, yeah, if you can sure. reboot it's a little bit yeah. with a
2: new head coach, he successfully has done it now. Mm-hmm. He's he chased off the coach, chased off the quarterback. And now it's like, well, we're in rebuild, rebuild mode. What do you want me to do Philly? Like, so now mm-hmm. Howie Roseman is, get, has gotten at least another year. And if they, if anything looks positive by December, then he gets another year after that too. Whereas I think he got fairly close to, getting kicked out of the building right yeah it's weird by the way doug peterson got fired he just won the super bowl it is weird how fast these things move and they got fired
1: they told him they told him he was fine (laughs) they told him he was fine which is maybe why he took hurts out of the game (laughs) fell in yeah uh joe flacco this is not Fanduel. this is me talking sal sportsbook over under three and a half touchdown passes this year
2: oh wow you Really?
1: Well, I don't know. Is that is, what
2: hurts? Okay.
1: So you ask good questions, and I think,
2: well, that's a silly question. Then I think about, well, it why is it silly?
1: Right off the bat, it's so you want to go under, right off the bat, or over? immediately, I go zero. Joe Flacco. Ah, okay.
2: Thirty-seven years of age. He was broken down the last couple of years. I guess he, I'm counting. He was never that good.
1: I guess if I say three and a half, I'm counting uh, two starts.
2: Well, you're also assuming that then they that that goes against you because why would Joe Flacco ever get in a game if they draft a QB? Right.
1: But two games he plays.
2: All right. I mean, if you, I, I'm going under on that, You're one. Gonna like go under. Ba- put that one in the time capsule and we'll dig it up on uh, new year's day. Joel, you got that.
1: What do you mean? Six last year. Joe? Oh yeah. I guess he did play. Uh, yeah. Six touchdowns last year. Well, that makes sense though. That he would play, play for that team. Um,
2: no, I, we got to do a deep a dive, but we got to get Joel in on it because Joel, before we started spinning, he is with Mike Tannenbaum. I didn't know he's uh, Squirrel Hill's own. Joel
1: is down on the black and gold. <laughs> we got time to figure it out. I think there's going to be a lot of shake up there. You'll Mike, be happy I keep with telling the draft.
2: You, it's a it, it's the dogs playing poker. That would have looked silly. Mm. If you looked at it a third of the way in and it was just dogs sitting at a table, you would have thought that's dumb. What are they sitting at a table? They're dogs. They can't sit at a table. Oh, now they painted it in the cards and the chips. And it's like, now this makes sense. Same thing with where the Steelers are (laughs) in late March. Just listen. they it's just the dogs right now. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna fill in the does and everything make sense. else. You've never
1: seen dogs playing poker except in a painting, right? Why see, it, it made
2: like it was like re- crazy, but then it made sense when it was all done. Uh, like, oh, they're just playing some poker. That's right. why they're sitting at the I table. I don't think it makes sense. You uh, see, after hey, the draft, that's where we'll be. Y'all hey, how about painting. this?
1: Uh, how about this Tim Peel thing? Referee, fifty-three years old. How many years in the league? Twenty-one. He was going to retire at the end of the year. It's, uh, it, it, what is it? What, what the hell though? He what, was going to retire what the hell? and he has it's an like a open WWE. mic and he says, uh, yeah, what he says, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get an effing penalty against Nashville early. So he's basically saying uh, what we know is true in all sports. Uh, he pulled a makeup call to get back at Nashville, except you can't say that an open mic, although fire you. And so they did. I mean, he was supposed to retire at the end of the year. He's been in the league forever, and that's that. For Tim I mean, Field. that is, it
2: it is funny because if you've watched for any amount of time, um, and you were watching your Islanders back in the '80s, it is a different standard with um, with hockey than it is, say, baseball. Like it's a strike or it's or it's not, and you know maybe they give. Mm-hmm. A little edge to Greg Maddox because he can really paint those corners, but it's basically a strike is a strike, no mm-hmm. matter who's throwing it, no matter who's standing at the plate. The hockey rules about like, oh well, you swallow your whistle. It's deep enough into the game now where it wouldn't be right to call a penalty. Like that kind of stuff is is really when you think about it. It I don't I, I can't decide. The bottom line is I don't know if I love it or if I hate it because I do kind of like Michael Jordan getting calls. Don't you? Don't you like the like. Yeah, but he's Jordan. You can't do that to him.
1: Really Whereas, depends like, where my money is. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yes.
2: yeah, that's that's, yeah. I guess, the bottom line. But it is crazy that they got him literally. What would you open your yap for if you're a referee? Yeah, you're like, always open, ta- right? You are always what's have the, the context mic. of that. Who's he talking to? Like, why would you even make a statement like that while you're working as a referee? Just for fear that somebody would hear when you, you
1: have the uh, when you make the announcement, much like a I don't know how it is with with uh, football officials. They have to. They have to press a button to be heard, right? You, we see it all the time. Yeah, right. When they announce the penalty, with uh, hockey now, it, it seems like they just get close to a mic by the um, right, or do they also? Press oh, he a must. Button that's right. He
2: must have skated over to yeah. the scorekeeper on the mic there. The, the That's what
1: I'm saying. It always. It seems like they're always able to pick it up. So why, and especially after 22 years, thirteen hundred and thirty-four games, would you think it was safe to say something like that?
2: so My dumb God. so dumb and it, it's funny to, well now they have two referees on the ice and the, it only used to be one and how it was it was implausible that a single set of eyeballs could track everything that was happening on the ice at any given time and yet that was acceptable for decades on end yeah. in the nhl yeah bizarre and and it is people always say like well who cares about gambling if pete rose bet on gambling what well, who cares about paul hornig bet on a game and everything i get why leagues understand that if there is any sense of shenanigans oh yeah that that cripples the league worse than like it's like on a human scale obviously assaults are worse than gambling but i do get where leagues are coming from i told you the story about hockley i when i was at soldier field once and he walked by me and i took a dollar bill out between my fingers i was like Hey ref, let's make sure the home team has a good day. Boy, he got into me, but good for that one. Yeah, really, you gotta apologize. That is not right? a joke. And that's <laughs> who are you with? Who are you with? I'm, These guys I, are scared. I'm with the I'm with the NFL.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of them? <laughs> uh, they're scared shitless for sure. And they, they were probably wondering if you had a microphone, right? Or you were recording the conversation. I wonder, recall. yeah, I wonder
2: what, the, what of mean? course, I was there with a the camera crew. What the hell did he think I was doing? I was would, like, would, uh, please he knows
1: uh, the NFL. Would you, would you put a past the NFL to test these guys? Like to actually, you yeah, like maybe <laughs> that's a, maybe, boy, that's a great theory. Did I you like ever that. see taxi? You were a fan of taxi, right? I liked it. You yeah. ever hear when, uh, jim ignatowski christopher lloyd he opens up a bar and um he gets caught and they they want to shut him down and he can't he can't catch a break and everyone goes out to support him and then like the uh the the health committee is going to shut him down what what are the liquor whatever the the board is going to shut him down and um it's after hours and he's closing up and some guy's like hey I just, uh, I just need a drink. He's like, oh, I can't do it. Uh, we're, we're closed. He's like, I just, come on, man. My wife left me. I just need one drink. Just give me a bourbon, please. And he's like, he said, like, just give me a bottle of bourbon to take home. He's like, ah, oh, no, I can't. Please just do it. All right. he turns around, gives him a paper bag with a bottle. And, he's, and the guy's like, Mr. Ignatowski. You did it again. You failed. This was a test. I'm with the board of the liquor. and you know. And, and, and he's like, can I say one thing in my de- my defense? He says, yeah. He's like, takes it out of the bag. Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> now get the hell out of my bar and you tell all your friends to not come back. It was like a great a crowd of love. There you got it. <laughs> that was it. That's what uh, I think. That's kind of what Hockey Lee probably thought you were putting them up to right there.
2: Boy, I didn't know if we would get back to the NHL scandal, (laughs) but you did it successfully. I
1: get back. Don't you worry. I get back. I (laughs)
2: love, I mean, that, again, things that you just accept because that's the way they are when you first experience it. And then in hindsight, once they end, you're like, what the hell was that? The applause breaks at sitcoms. Oh, yeah like Jack and the gals in, in the Three's Company apartment. Mm-hmm. Like they would have to fill like 30 seconds of real time. The cameras yeah. would keep rolling. The master shot of the three of them in the in the living room. They would just keep the cameras rolling, but the audience was applauding. And so then they were like, well, we have to just physically move around here. And yeah. they would just like pick up a pillow and they would pillow fight. That always yeah. was what the Jeffers did too. Either they're still
1: arguing or they're fawning over each other, right? That's either- uh, yeah, either the uh, the miscommunication was resolved or it keeps going. Yeah, so you're right. It's 20 more seconds of that.
2: So funny. Yeah, such a weird thing. It's like, well, that's what they have to do. Like, who <laughs> decided that that was a thing? And uh, uh, it was
1: before Netflix and anything could be 37 minutes or before podcasts where it didn't have to end exactly on the half. And of hour. course,
2: if we're talking about old things, I mean, the greatest, the the single greatest move. The most distinctive thing in sitcom history, and I can't believe in our world of copycats, nobody I know has tried to steal it, is Mr. Roper. Yeah. Mr. Roper zings Mrs. Roper, then smiles at the camera, <laughs> and then goes back into the scene, and, and nobody acknowledges it. Right. Um in the scene otherwise.
1: I uh, just the best. The greatest. Well, Kevin Spacey tried it with House of Cards and it didn't didn't work out as well.
2: <laughs> Is that yeah. what happened to him? I wonder <laughs> where, ha- where he went.
1: That was the beginning of the end. He got pushed anyway, in front of
2: a train or, or he pushed somebody else in front of a train and went downhill from there.
1: This Tim Peel should just come out and say he's gambling on the games.
2: And that's gonna make it <laughs> all right. <laughs> what was the name of your uh, WWE bad reference? It was guy? Danny Davis.
1: Danny yeah. Davis came in. It was a great gimmick. He would um you know, he was cheating for the bad guys for the heels Mr. and eventually yeah, for he was a million
2: dollar man in
1: uh, Vegas, That's right. right. And he became a, a bad guy wrestler, but that's what Tim uh Tim Peel should do. And he should be like, "What the hell? what am I supposed to do? The the Sabres lose by more than 2 every game. What do you what you think I'm not going to bet that?"
2: Oh, I'd love to do. hate him if he only made good calls for the Islanders and Flyers. <laughs> that I would I'd hate him, but that would make that would add more juice to an already fascinating NHL. Season. Well,
1: it would add some juice. Yes. To an NHL season. I know we're just saying <laughs> uh, Dave, what do you got? Minus three you got minus one, three one we're in gonna, the bank one coming up, right? We're going to kibitz
2: where so it's going to be um, a uh, a producer babyface, Joel appreciation hour and when we're not doing that, we will tackle March Madness uh, what's going on in the NHL East get you right for the final days of the regular season in the NBA Mm. And, um, I, I want to figure out, I, 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 one of my favorite subjects is, uh, you, we mentioned boxing there. I'm going to ask Kench. He might have a good answer on this is, uh, who would win the tournament of all the Rocky Balboa universe? Mm. Um, maybe actually that you should, maybe we, you, you should make odds on that. I, I'll next. It's show, not, it's you not fair
1: because out. one of them, if you're including Tommy Morrison was a professional fighter and a, and a champion.
2: I know, but you you can't look at him as Tommy Morrison. You got to. I, I know mean, that's what I'm saying. Sly I'm Stallone at at... would lose a fight to any yeah. of those guys in
1: real life, especially a real heavyweight champion of the world. I
2: also watched as I said Rambo too. I think here's a good underdog play for you, and then I'll say my good nights. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Cruise in his prime could beat up Sly Stallone in his prime. Oh, he's. I'm mean, like, I know Stallone throws the fists and everything, and he carries that big Rambo knife when he's playing uh, Rambo, but. I don't feel he's as skilled in the martial arts as Cruz. Cruz is like, you know, he's intense. You, you met him. Yeah. Super intense about everything. He really loves like, Oh, I'm going to do mountain climbing in the next mission. Impossible. I, I have to become an actual mountain climber now. Same thing. Like hand to hand, fight to the death. It seems like he would handle I don't himself, know if it's and the he'd same. Handle thing. Sly.
1: I don't know if parkour skills translate to uh <laughs> knocking somebody out <laughs> who's 40 pounds bigger than you. Uh, I, wanna, I w-
2: we got to do that. We we should see if we could get a big uh, battle royale of all A-list celebrities.
1: All right. Who who would win like a fight
2: that. among all the late night? I mean, artists? you're
1: not counting like Wahlberg and them. those guys box. There's a few, you know. There's uh, Oh,
2: that that's another story we have to tell yeah. one day is uh talk about uh um meeting uh not uh joey koser um who'd we meet uh, ty domi, ty ty domi. domi. that's yeah, like he's that was fun. the most connected man on the face of the earth for some reason i came across
1: that picture uh, I, I need to send that to you me you randy we took that picture that was a that was a fun one i want uh, you to
2: think about that too odds and then i'll say my goodnights. all right all the late night hosts who is favored <laughs> in, in a fight to the in death a fight
1: all oh, through history
2: let's go historic fucking Letterman Tom, Tom Snyder prime. Carson's not Carson is a good athlete. I guess he played tennis and stuff, but he would be no, he's gotta be Tom Snyder. No. Yeah. I
1: think, uh, I think,
2: you know what? I think Jimmy Kimmel might be the favorite
1: Carson Daly over Carson. Johnny, I think for sure. Oh yeah. Um, Carson Daly's a big dude. All um, right. no, that's fun. All right. So minus three, you're going to uh, chop that up with Hench. You got one in the can against all odds. The other day we went over the Saturday games, Tomorrow night, we're going to go over the Sunday games and the uh, college tournament, the Sweet 16. We just did a uh, fun laugh lines, me, Rachel Bonetta, with Trayvon Free, Oscar-nominated director. um, A short film, Two Distant Strangers, really good. That's coming out. uh, I think I could say it's coming out on Netflix uh, very soon. Um, Trayvon Free, so check that out. Lemon Pepper Parlay, guys. Kendrick Perkins, I believe, is back on the Betting Academy with Gina Paradiso. Hey, hit us up on email at TheExtraPointsGang at gmail.com. That's TheExtraPointsGang at gmail.com. Double E's in the middle there. And a reminder to all you out there who may feel like underdogs, please remember, you're all my favorites. Good night.